You know it. You know that recording's in progress, sir. Oh, it's in progress. You can tell because it tells you. Because it tells you. No more Jeffrey Tubins on this podcast. <laughs> no. You want to do this thing? Let's do this thing. All right, let's do it, buddy. Ready to go. Yeah. All right. My cord's caught. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 172 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell friends. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the pod weight champion of the world, most awesome. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm more super pod weight than I was in, <laughs> in previous days, but I'm up there. Uh, you go through phases, right? You go through phases where you try to get it tight, like try yeah. to tighten everything up and don't want to get like that full dad bod going. Yeah. Where are you at right now? Are you kind of like, because I'll go through it too. Like there'll be sometimes when I keep it so clean that like trying to think back when I would just go to McDonald's whenever the fuck I felt like it seems like right. insane that I used to do that. But then like I'll be in stretches where I go to McDonald's whenever I feel like. So it's always, I'm I'm back on the only between one and eight. Uh, that's the only time I'm doing calories. Yep. knocking out the carbs yep yep me too i'm 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 on my, i'm on that clean bill of health uh i'm definitely i think you probably you saw me when we were in florida peak dad bod less, okay. less than that now so you know trying to trying to keep it clean and and, and easy not uh have midnight heart palpitations because i had too many mcdonald's chicken nuggets <laughs> sure try not to get winded i mean i live in a you know i have two stories here at my la place so Ooh. try not to run out of breath when you get up to the top of the steps yeah, That's yeah, yeah. The goal, though. yeah that is the goal that is the fitness goal oh speaking of fitness we got to work out for those eardrums in this episode 172 doing a riff from the headlines doing nba peeking gonna do mad beefs that's a new segment where we kind of look at a beef going on and figure out what temperature is that beef cooked at and yeah. it's justified or not we're doing um durant versus the world that's right couldn't <laughs> uh, even narrow it down <laughs> gonna get it more narrow than that it's just the world i uh, gonna do you hear about this um, that new segment that everyone's digging. Yes. Um, do MAMA parenting tip, the F word. This is going to be a fucking good one. Oh. We're do the, <laughs> the Neapolitan showdown. We're talking worst fans of all time. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're out of power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, Rift, NBA peaking. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Oh, because we're we're right here at conference semis. Things are starting to heat up. Some some teams are starting to pull away, and, and there's some injuries on the There uh, is some injuries, so let's jump right into that just out of the gate. We're recording this on a Sunday, as we do. As we to do. Turn around for you guys, so you... Uh, can know kind of what's been going on with our immediate thoughts. So game four, Nets and Bucks uh, got over a couple hours ago. Kyrie Irving exits with a uh, some sort of sprained ankle. I don't know if we have official timetable on what that injury is and how long he'll be out. Obviously, probably for at least the rest of the series, I would say. Uh, Brooklyn still have a chance to win the chip? Or if you want to take it one further, does Brooklyn still have a chance to get out of this Bucks series now that we're not enough two to two? Yeah, I mean now now it's decidedly all on the shoulders of Kevin Durant. As we just talked about in the intro, we'll talk more about KD in a little oh, yeah. bit here. Yeah. But yeah, now it's all on him. And this is the thing is, is I mean they gave up a lot of assets and playmakers, and and um, you know the it's going to be a little more bare than what we've used to see in terms of offensive scoring. Obviously, you've got KD, uh, but you've got you know. Joe Harris is, a, is, a, is your deep threat. You know, you've got Jeff Green coming off the bench, uh, you know, a rejuvenated Blake Griffin. These guys are not guys in their, you know, that, that are going to carry a series for you, especially when you're going against Giannis. And then you've got uh, Drew Holiday, who's a very good player. Chris Middleton, who's been up and down, um, but he is an all-star level player. So it's one of those things where, you know, losing Kyrie definitely hurts the nets significantly in this series yeah a thousand percent so if you had to kind of rank just with the eight teams left 
Um, so take away the stars and let's just kind of talk about bench play and supporting cast. Like, where would you put the nets? Like, uh, is, it, is, is it a weaker? Cause I, I mean, I like your point and I think you kind of glossed over it, but I think what you're saying is, especially on these teams that are putting together like these big threes or like to like these superstars, it's usually at the detriment of that supporting cast. Cause you give up so many assets to try to get them all over there. Yeah. So you just got to, like, yeah. Like, yeah yeah exactly. we talking, like would this be like weaker than because you know like uh the lakers obviously gave up a lot to get you know anthony davis and lebron that team going and uh their you know their role player suffered a little bit for it is i mean are the nets kind of that low with their role players i mean they they've got you know yeah i mean they're they're, they're pretty low i mean they're bringing off jeff green who's bounced around the league who's a lottery pick way back when but he hasn't played you know con- you know serious like legitimate minutes in a while um, I know they bring Claxton off the bench. He's a good kind of energy guy. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Johnson, who had a moment with the Suns way back when. Shamit, who they brought over, who I actually thought I, I I'm, I'm surprised that Shamit has not had more of a significant you know role with the with the Nets, especially coming off the the bench. Uh, and kind of showing some some flashes in in LA for the Clippers, and then we haven't seen DeAndre Jordan. You know, they made a big deal about signing him, but he hasn't played in this series. I don't think at all. Um, so yeah, they they have a ultra thin bench. Um, you know, guys can get hot. Mike James got hot when uh, Harden went down in in Game One, and he kind of came in and filled in and and provided a spark for them. Um, but he, he did not play great in this last game, um, that we just watched. So, you know, we, we don't have a great one. If, if I was to say who had of the remaining eight teams, who's got the, the worst bench, um, they're probably, they, they probably have to be up there because they're, they're in the eighth spot, if you will. Because they really, they're not bringing any real significant like piece, somebody that's going to carry you scoring off the bench. Um, as, as I'm kind of just kind of running through the teams in my mind, I, I'm not afraid of anybody that's coming off the bench for them. 100%. Well, I mean, now they have an amazing bench because it has James Harden and Kyrie Irving <laughs> right. sitting on it. <laughs> so, right. uh, uh, but you still think, I mean, obviously it's a detriment. It will be an uphill battle. I mean, do you still have them in the conversation if there's no Kyrie Irving to make a run for that chip? Yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely the way that we've we've seen them. They've lost the last two games. I mean, that first game was a rock fight, um, or game three, I should say, it was a rock fight. You know, the 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 Bucks definitely muddied it up. Same thing a little bit with this team as well too. And I think they're going to ride the 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 PJ Tucker defensive swag against Durant sure. and kind of rough him up and try and bully him up a little bit. But no, I don't think I don't think you can put them. You know, I mean, obviously you're going to put a little bit of a, an edge to them because those guys can come back. You know, it'd be interesting to see where, how quickly Harden comes back, you know, as he tweaked that hammy. And then the severity of Irving's ankle injury is going to be huge. I mean, he got injured in the second middle of the second quarter. They immediately after halftime said he wasn't coming back. So that, that would lead me to believe it's going to be a little bit more significant yeah. than not. Uh, maybe they could have been cautious and they're like, look, like we, we still have a game advantage if we uh, and we have home court. So even if we, um, you know, if, even if we lose tonight, we, you know, it's a three game series and and we've got the home court advantage. So let's just lean on that and, and yeah, let I mean, guys we'll, get healthy. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on it because I mean, definitely, I mean, this is Durant's chance to shine. I mean, I, I know his legacy wouldn't hate just getting like, you know, putting a team on his back to kind of get him through a series while a couple of the other superstars are healing. Like he would definitely. Yeah justify that chip on his shoulder a little bit oh we're talking a lot of durant today we're talking so much durant uh we'll take a little durant break jumped over to suns and denver uh game four happening now we have the phoenix suns up 63 55 mm-hmm. and half uh for game four obviously the suns are up three nothing i think one kind of sexy pick going into this popular thing was kind of picking denver for this upset suns getting the least amount of love i think out of like all these teams right now at the two seed uh are they kind of fighting as a nobody believes us in in us team like what's coming like all together yeah they they have to i mean and there's also a little bit of like we don't know that we shouldn't really be here at this point when they got some young guys and they're just kind of like look man we're just we're just going to go out there and 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 play our best and you know they caught a huge break in kind of a, a a laker squad that was running on empty that was tired and injured and they had you know talking about injuries they had a a devastatingly like 
bad streak of injuries with all their players. Uh, and then they catch this, you know, this, this Denver team, uh, you know, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, he um, obviously won the MVP. Congrats to him. Great season. But they lost guys like Will Barton, who was provided a spark, and obviously Jamal Murray, who is his counterpart all-star. So, you know, he's kind of one-man banding it a little bit. And so they've caught, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, right place, right time uh, teams. And But they look good. I mean, Chris Paul has, has avoided the injury bug. We were we talked about that last potty. We were a little earn, uh concerned about that um Devin Booker has been phenomenal DeAndre Ayton has been great in the paint rebounding controlling the glass and you got guys like Mikhail Bridges who can you know bury outside shots and and kind of make make a lot of different plays and um you know the 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 squad looks good and and you know Monty Williams has got them playing in the right way so I mean you know if they sweep Suns and four here um it'd be it'd be interesting because you you don't want that Clippers uh, jazz series to continue on too far. I don't think if you're the Suns, you want to lose any of this momentum that you're going. You don't want to sit. You just want to keep, you know, rolling the ball out there every every other day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like honestly, the Suns Denver game, I think out of all these series, like uh like not even a close one really like get in the fourth quarter. Like all these have just been like kind of wire to wire really Suns have it under control. Yeah. Um all right, Jazz and Clippers. Jazz lead this series two to one. Clippers take care of business Saturday night last night, winning their uh home their first game back on their home court. Uh do you get the chance you get the I know we talked a little bit about with it uh Tom last week. You still give the Clippers a chance in this series? Do you like them at all versus this Jazz? I really feel like they needed to pick off that game one which yeah. they almost did. And it just kind of got like, it got like super ugly at the end. Like couldn't even actually like figure out like who was going to take that last shot. And then we had like Morris kind of have to force one up like in the corner. I think it got blocked or whatever. Really almost kind of like snuck out of there, which, which would have made this an interesting series. But now with all the teams kind of winning their home court games, uh, I don't know. I like the jazz in this. Am I wrong? No, no, I, I, I said it. I like the jazz. I thought this was a good team. And this is a, this is a tough matchup for, um, for the Clippers. I mean, because of the way that they can play defense, they defend the three ball very, very well. Uh, the jazz do, and they shoot it at a high clip and they shoot a lot. So, uh, and that game one, they, you know, the jazz missed like 20 straight shots or they missed an incredible number That's, of shots. I, I thank you for bringing that up. That's the point I forgot. That's why I really felt like they needed to steal it. Cause it's just yes. like, if you have the jazz shooting that shitty and it's still close and you can't take advantage or get that win. And it's just like, I don't know how many more chances you're going to get. Right. Especially to steal one on the road. Right. And that's, uh, you know, that's huge. And then, you know, they took care of business tonight. It was a bit of a blowout. Donovan Mitchell tweaked his ankle. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. I mean, he seemed to be pretty confident that, you know, he would, if it was a real uh, meaningful, you know, moment in the game that he would have been able to go in. But at that point they were down, you know, 20 some odd points at that point. So, you know, he decided they they opted to keep him uh, on the bench. Um, yeah, I, I I think we're gonna see them tied up on Monday night. I think they're gonna take advantage of home, and I think, you know, I I, I don't know, man. I, I, the Jazz are really good. I, it'll be interesting to see. Um, they shoot a lot of threes, so anything can happen when you shoot a lot of threes. But I they've got so many good shooters that I can't imagine that we're gonna see too many stretches like in Game One where nothing was gonna go in. You know, between Bogdanovich, Ingles, Mitchell, Royce O'Neal. One of those guys is going to hit shots. I didn't even mention six man of the year, Jordan Clarkson. Um, and also keep an eye on the fact that they've been missing Mike Connolly for this entire series. Mike Connolly, their starting point guard, who is a difference maker for them in the backcourt, gives them a huge advantage, also can shoot the three, has missed this entire series. Uh, he tweaked his hammy in the last game of the Grizzlies series. And they keep calling it a mild sprain. They, they haven't played them. The Jazz have been notoriously conservative with, you know, bringing their guys back post-injury. So just keep an eye on that because if we see him, you know, if they go up 3-2 and he's ready to come back in game five, or excuse me, game six, um, I think that's the edge that they're that they're going to need to push him over this Clippers team. And, and, yeah. Kawhi, and Kawhi has been, sorry to interrupt, Kawhi has been fucking amazing in this series. Yeah. Yeah, He's been so fucking good, and and it's almost a shame that we're not talking more about him in this series because how good he has been. But it's just that you know the Jazz the Jazz are just a good team. 
and it's going to be tough. Why are we not talking more about Kawhi? Is it just the kind of like he's not a reluctant superstar? Like we we all know who Kawhi is. Like people said it about a million times. He's just kind of like a little bit of a wallflower, just kind of a different dude, like a quiet, not real flashy. Is that why we're not talking about Kawhi more? Because he's just not the guy to tweet and be like, look at these numbers, like make it a run or shit like that. I mean, I like his style, but you're right. Like it just kind of it's not like oh, this is the like the best guy like on the right. clip. Like this is the one of the best basketball players in these like playoffs right now yeah a hundred percent and the the fact of the matter is is i think like you know not to be whatever but basketball guys guys who enjoy basketball very much appreciate and really love Kawhi leonard but the casual everyday fan looks at it and they don't see all the tremendous things that he does like the 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 defense the steals that he comes up the pick you know the the tough like post plays that he goes in traffic and hits hits jumpers. I mean, I don't necessarily know if I see like, you know, NBA Twitter and like the ESPN highlights glomming onto the stuff that Kawhi does on a regular basis. And and to your point is is being a reluctant star, he's not going to be the one out there self promoting it. So in this day and age, when you have to kind of give a little, you know, uh, juice to yourself, uh, you know, goose yourself up, this, he's just not doing that. It's it's like you know going back to my Detroit days when we would watch Barry Sanders and like, you know, Barry Sanders would score a touchdown, flip the ball to the ref. And that would be that. And he would act as if it was no big deal. Um, Kawhi is the Barry Sanders of the NBA, you know? And so he's just, he's not going to celebrate plays. I mean, he'll show a little bit of, you know, fire and excitement, but you know, nothing like we see a lot today, nothing like we see like LeBron James, like definitely like milks the moments good and bad on the court thousand percent Kyle, Kawhi Leonard I mean he's just he's a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> um all right jump over to the you know what's it's kind of uh is this normal I feel like the even though we have been kind of talking about injuries and we opened the segment talking about uh Kyrie Irving going down not a lot of the injuries in these last eight I guess our superstars are staying pretty healthy like with these last eight teams right yeah I mean not gonna, I mean aside from the Nets I mean uh Embiid is the only one we talk haven't talked about, but I mean he's got a meniscus tear, and that's like sure, a ticking fucking like time bomb, right? You know what I mean? Like if I'm the 76ers, that's like I just every time he hits the floor, I know it's got to be like God. Well, like he got fouled or something like uh in game three, and he kind of laid down there for a little while, and I was like, oh, this is it. But then he got up, and I was just like, I was like, you can't do that, bro. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, yeah. Like watching this knee, like you need to hop back up and just let us. All know it's okay, especially those of us that bet four hundred dollars on that game. <laughs> um, I Hawks seventy sixers seventy sixers up uh, two to one. The Hawks steal this game one, which I think uh, maybe we talked about a little bit. Maybe we did. We did. We, it was surprising. Yeah. We talked a little bit with Tom. Uh, and then Philadelphia just kind of. I mean, they did play it uh, game two. The Hawks played it super close. Like in that third quarter, they were able to close the gaps for sure. But then uh, 76ers, like you said, like that bitch play really came alive mm-hmm. and they pulled away. Uh, these Hawks, I mean, they're definitely maybe a little bit of that Suns thing you were talking about, like too young not to know better and punching a little bit above their weight. Uh, and Trey, uh, Trey Young, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. Like definitely got like his thing about drawing contact down pat and getting those whistles blown. Are you still give the Hawks a chance at this, or it really looks like that the 76ers were just kind of like, oh fuck, we got off to a slow start, and now we have them figured out. Yeah, I think I think there's a little bit to that. Um, because I think it was like that third quarter of game two, they caught fire and really kind of dusted them. You know, Shake Milton came off the bench, and then the fourth quarter they they took a uh, took control and then they they took one back at on the road. Uh, the 76ers did uh, beating the Hawks pretty handily in that game. Yeah. I think they kind of, you know, it's like one of those things like they weren't quite expecting to see what brand of Hawk basketball they were going to see. And now that they, they've seen it, they've got it under their belt a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, I expect to see a lot of like, because I think we saw a fair bit of that in game three of, of Ben Simmons defending Trey Young, which would be wise, throwing uh, Matisse Tybel off the bench, who's an excellent defender, um, had a huge block on Trey Young's floater coming weak side. I think it was game two in that third or fourth quarter. Um, I would just, if I was Doc Rivers, I would just load up my two best defenders and just just, just try and take Trey Young out of this game as much as possible. Uh, and then you've got Tobias Harris and, and MB to work on um, Ingle or 
John Collins, excuse me. And that, you know, Bogdanovich, you know, um, he might be a playmaker and somebody who can do stuff. I really like him, but I don't think he's going to be someone that's going to carry the series. Then you've got like Kevin Herter off the bench for the Hawks. So I think, you know, they can just kind of overwhelm Trey Young, make him work incredibly hard for his shots uh, and throw a lot of different looks at him. And then, you know, you know, I don't think John Collins is taking this series. So if you can do that, you can kind of, you know, get a, you know, run away with it. And I, I like the 76ers to kind of finish this out. Maybe, you know, maybe in six games. Yeah. A lot, a lot of great basketball left. Uh, okay. So we'll pivot right now. We'll close it with just, um, I'd like to revise who I have in the finals. If I may, I'd like to hear your new yeah. finals pick with information. I'm going to go Suns bucks. Ooh. I really like how the Suns are playing right now. Um, they, like you said, like they just, uh, they're playing with that swagger, like got a really good vibe to them and look like right now, just like the kind of fastest, most complete team yeah. for my eyeballs in the postseason. And then um, I like the Bucks. I think it's going to be really hard for uh, the Nets to be able to take care of business without uh, their stars with just Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will try hard, come up short. And then just, I mean, I want to pick 76ers, but it just, like we talked about earlier, like Embiid taking time bomb. Like I just, I mean, fingers crossed that he gets there, but as soon as he goes down, I mean, I gotta, I gotta wash away any chance of 76ers making an honest run. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just a completely different team without Embiid on the court and you can't make a prediction based on a guy who has his injury passed playing with a meniscus, a slight yeah. meniscus tear. It's just, I mean, I, 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 we all agree. Like we all want him to be fine and healthy and just play good basketball, but it's, it's too much to, to gamble on literally. Yeah, yeah, literally. I, I hear what you're saying. It is too much again. Uh, who do you have as your final selection? Uh, I still, I'm still going to go with the Jazz. Tom's not here for me to to bully yeah, exactly. me into yeah, we can be honest Clippers now. picks. That would yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. Oh, fuck. It's so much. I really want to say. I really want to see actually Kevin Durant. Like, just so we can close our next chapter. Uh, yeah. Matt Beefs. But um, man, I, I Bucks could be the ugliest team to kind of punch their way out of it. You know what I mean? 100%, yeah. Um, all right, we talked about Kevin Durant. Been bringing it up. Um, fucking mascot of episode one seventy two. Jumping over to <laughs> Mad Beefs new segment. Uh, we're gonna look at a beef going on, and this so week, they're like a like a, a like a chat ching. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, so we're gonna do just kind of like uh face off here. I wanted to do kind of Durant Rappaport, but all that because it's all but I want to dive in deeper on all this kind of stuff going on with Durant because from the macro, it's just like so. Let's let's look at like our past things. Uh, the micro, and then we'll do the macro that I'm leading to. But I mean, he had those burners account that he was caught for because he kind of seemed like not a reluctant superstar, but like just kind of like a quiet dude that just put in work and got it done. And then all these things came to light, like started with the burner Twitter account. Uh, like he did the the Michael Rappaport thing we talked about, like hit him up in his DMs. It was just like, this looked really, it was kind of like childish to me. I mean, yeah. there's like the PJ Tucker fight that almost broke out, but that's that's basketball shit to me. Like, I don't yes. think that was like a real beef. That's just him going for it. Uh, what else, I, what else am I forgetting about Kevin Durant? I feel like there was so we just had Jay, Jay Williams, right. Him just kind of get oh, into right. barbs yeah, yeah. or that. Uh, yeah. I wrote a, I wrote a bunch down. Okay. Uh, he called Shannon Sharp recently on Twitter, his drunk uncle after uh, Shannon Sharp. We remember Shannon Sharp from our Julio discussions, right. but he also posted Shannon Sharp, a conversation that Kevin Durant basically said like, the similar thing that he said about Jay Williams, like what Shannon Sharp said, I said is not true, but he posted like a screen grab or like a a typed up sentence or something like that on, from like Twitter on Instagram. Um, His, his beef with the media and Chris Poussard, who he got into it. And Chris Poussard is an NBA beat writer or not beat writer, but an NBA insider who kind of makes the rounds on all the, all the talk shows said that you know him and kd have like a love-hate relationship and then katie responded on like one of the twitter instagram timelines like he said this is all cap total cap and he's like we don't talk like that and we don't ever you don't even have my number how could you text me and chris Bussard was like why well, and when i say text i mean like dms or i you know instagrams like that's like it's not all like don't take it so literal yeah and 
same thing with Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer wrote about, uh, I think it was Nick Collison, and he fucking got into a huge beef with him about that. Let's not forget about CJ McCollum, who CJ McCollum was asked when he joined the Warriors, what, um, what, you know, he thought the problem with KD is why he isn't happy. And then, um, you know, KD famously said, man, I just fucking did your podcast and you're going to, you're going to do me, you're going to comment on my thing like this in the, in the media. He's like snakes everywhere. I guess so there's more, just, yeah, there's just all this stuff. So I have, I, I, so there's, there's tons of these and there's a bunch of like actual KD getting into not scraps, but like very PJ Tucker esque things like we've seen recently with a lot of different people. And even we forget about in 2018, 19, that would have been his last Warriors year where him and Draymond got into it on the sideline. That was a huge storyline where Draymond was screaming at him. And there was a real like fracture in that Warriors locker room because basically Draymond was like, get the fuck out of here. You, you know, everyone knows you're gone and and next year, this is your final year anyways. So fucking leave. And really, you know, really was, uh, you know, demonstrative about KD. So KD is a, is an interesting, an interesting guy. Yeah. So let's look at it. Let's so now going back to the macro, have we, let's separate this first. And then, so th- if I had to give this beef uh, a temp setting, it's well done for sure. Yes. This thing it's cooking and been on the grill for a long ass time. Has there ever been like another superstar of this level that seems so open about how much he cares about how the media portrays him? He just seems like disgruntled. Like usually, like there's not a lot of you know athletes like clapping back to the media or like you know like a quote comes out, but everyone just kind of stays above it and doesn't react. And he seems very like gung ho to. It's not even like repair his image. I don't. It's it's so it's so weird to me. Yeah, this is to 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 say like mercurial or like you know there there's some, something has changed. So. We to answer your question, your first question. No, we haven't seen anything like this. Kevin Durant is is like a modern day. Kevin Durant is the Oregon Trail of NBA superstars, where he came in right when like Twitter and all this stuff wasn't a hundred percent like what it is today, and now is in it full throttle all the way. He, he, I, I, I read a few articles before we did this, just again, and there's actually articles written about like Kevin Durant, like his, his personality changes, like what's, where's this new attitude from? And even like uh, uh, Oklahoma city, like beat writers who have been writing this. It's very interesting to, to remember. So Kevin Durant, we forget about this now when he came out, he was 19 years old, skinny kid, the number two overall draft pick and his demeanor was quiet and like almost like we talked about Kawhi Leonard like a yeoman just going out there doing his job not talking a bunch of shit not doing a whole bunch of stuff and then there you know obviously he was growing he was becoming you know increasingly like better of a player and then there was a real shift in um his attitude in like 2013 which is the year before he won his MVP and some of the, the writers from Oklahoma city talked about that. Kevin Durant had in his first five season had never been injected from a game. And in his first five season had 12 technicals total, right? Sounds like, you know, it's not a lot. And when you're playing 82 games, you know, especially yeah. if you're arguing calls 2013, he gets his, he gets ejected his first time ever. And I was like, Oh wow, this is unique from, fucking Kevin Garnett and he had 12 to- total technicals in that year alone. Mm-hmm. So he totally he matched his number right there. The following year is MVP year he had 16 um he had 16 technicals as well too. And there was a real in 2013 there was also a Nike campaign that was branded KD is not nice. You can find it out there. They're like you know photos and i think there's even a commercial but basically it's like hey he's not this nice guy but it was more in the lines of like this guy's a cold-blooded like you know basketball killer yeah, yeah so i don't know if it's like a little bit of like chicken or the egg was kevin durant tired of the nice guy image that he perceived to be right or was or thought that you know niceness meant softness and he needed to get developed a, a a killer you know, edge to him. Um, 
or did he just get caught and finally fed up after five, six years of playing in the NBA as the growing scrutiny and the, the, the ability for people to reach out and contact and comment on it. Is he like a, is he like a fucking teen movie star? That's just like, Hey, now I fucking, I'm, I'm doing all the things and saying all the right things for it. But now I'm seeing it, the fucking Viper room and I'm doing blow with fucking Johnny Depp and all this other stuff. Like now I'm, now I'm just going wild with it and going nuts. And I think there's really something to be said for that. And then especially when you talk about, we talked about Draymond Draymond was on the up and smoke podcast talking about the year after Kevin Durant won his first title with the Warriors that second year about how he had a, even a, 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 um, a, a greater attitude change toward the negative, toward the, the paranoid and thinking, you know, that Steph and clay aren't passing in the ball. You know what I mean? Like he's the, he just, he just beat the cat. Draymond said that about Kevin Durant, that yes. Kevin Durant was getting paranoid. Yeah. Paranoid or I maybe mean, sure. paranoid is not the you right know, I know word. What you're saying, yeah. Like, yeah yeah it's just like well what's what's going on why are people not passing me the ball i'm wide open i'm i i'm literally not getting the credit my credit due for going toe-to-toe with lebron beating them being one of the most dominant players in the world and everyone's still talking about is lebron james the goat and i just fucking just beat him and 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 it's and it's clear that it's well i shouldn't say it's clear that it's true but it gives a lot of credence that Draymond is right, that he wasn't happy in that 2017-2018 season, the second season of his Warriors stint, because he was ejected five times that season. He was thrown out five times. So we talk about chips, you know, championships, but we also talk about chips on our shoulder. And there's Kevin Durant now further going down this like, I'm this, I'm this underappreciated basketball savant one of a kind one of the top players in the history of the game and i can't get my fucking due and everyone who i don't respect their opinion all these commentators are talking about me and i'm just gonna fucking unleash yeah that's actually what i think it is so my um if we go to like theories on what happened like you said chicken or egg because it like to me, like him wanting to kind of have this bad boy. I mean, if he wanted to show people he's not nice, I don't know. He still like cares a little too much about what other yeah. people think, which I think yes. kind of doesn't lend itself to that villain role. But I want, I want to pick up on what you said earlier, like getting his due. I 1000% believe his attitude changed and his frustration was he thought when he won that Golden State championship that everybody would be like, good, like Kevin Durant, KD, he got his. Like now we can really talk about him as, you know, like one of the mm-hmm. top, like, like 10 players of all time, top five players of all time, whatever. And the opposite happened. You know, I mean, it wasn't completely opposite, but uh, most fans' reaction were just like, oh, you had to go team up with this championship team that already had like their postseason runs in place. And then you just kind of bandwagoned on and then got that chip from that. And I think that that reaction made his head explode and kind of turned him into this KD that we have now. Like he can't win, like he's so far behind the eight, but like he just can't find a way to win. So he's just like literally in kind of fucking mode. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, 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 and there's a lot of evidence around it to, to, to make sense of that, right? I mean, there's just a lot more stuff. You could see it, it's palpable in his play on the court and the way he – I watched an 11-minute video of all of his on-court fights, quote-unquote, right, which is him just the same thing he did with P.J. Tucker, just getting nose-to-nose with guys. There was a very few of them from his – you know, Oklahoma city thunder days and a lot of them in Brooklyn and warriors jerseys that could have just been the history of now. And that's what was cut. But I, you probably for a guy that, you know, for his first five years didn't have, you know, had 12 fucking technicals probably wasn't, you know, going nose to nose with dudes in the league. You you get text just for breathing wrong on a guy. So, um, but I also think too, like, you know, we're also catching Kevin Durant in this, like, I still think Kevin Durant is a little bit of like a bad arguer or like a bad, like somebody that like, not that you want to get into it, but he, like, if you get into like a, if you have a small thing that you say to him, he's going to fire back with like an atomic bomb. He's not going to come back and match you barb for barb. 
he's just going to be like, well, I'm going to fuck your girl. Or he's going to say something crazy. You know what I mean? Like he's just going to go nuts on you. And I think that's also not, and and maybe to that, your point, it's like, he cares a little bit too much and maybe he's a little bit too sensitive about, you know, where he is. And I bet that drives him crazy, which is so meta and just drives home the point even more. Yes. (laughs) Like being sensitive about being called sensitive, like 1000%. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, like, I hope he's able, like, legit, like, I want him to enjoy his time in the NBA, like, enjoy his time being, you know, I think right now, there's obviously a case for to say he's the best basketball player in the world, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this is his chance. I mean, like, it sucks. Injury sucks. It sucks that these guys went down. Uh, with that being said, it did happen. Like, if you want that reputation, like, this, especially with all the other people having super teams and stuff, you just putting a team on your back and like carrying them through and getting them to the the championship would say a lot of what I think Kevin Durant wants to say and get that recognition that he wants. A hundred percent. And and the other thing too is is we're talking about a guy who, you know, basically came back after a severe Achilles injury, right? It, yeah. Achilles is that's a devastating injury if you're a basketball player if you're using lateral quickness and to come back and a year later, you know, missing an entire year and then being like, all right, I'm just back to being the best. Yeah. That's what we I should mean, be talking about. hundred uh, percent. But here's a pro tip. Do not ask him if he ever thought that he would be back to his best after that. Achilles oh, thing. Oh, Cause he God. will go off on you. Like we saw him do when he, <laughs> really um, all right, buddy, let's jump into, you hear about this. You hear about this. You hear about this. So uh, we also call this, we old, um yeah this is just kind of like yahoo headlines that i ripped through that's how old i am i that's where i get all my news from those sweet yahoo headlines um all right i got three for you today um they're adding um you hear about this hear about this they're adding the fifth ocean bro no i don't mean like there's more water out there that they're adding billy ocean no frank ocean (laughs) the um the ocean in the south uh the the southern ocean the southern ocean yeah they kind of bring it so we got pacific atlantic yeah. Oh man, I shouldn't have gone down this road. Pacific mm-hmm. Atlantic, Arctic, yeah, Indian, yes. That's four. What's the fifth? That's what I said. The Southern Ocean. We just got the fifth. Oh, we just got the fifth. Oh, yeah. Oof. yeah you're good, buddy. Yeah, oh man, just, man, my my. A bit. <laughs> uh, Where's and that's in the Antarctic. Our Antarctic. South, yeah, South Pole. It's down there, like obviously the Southern Ocean, but it's it's gonna it's the body of water that surrounds them. Why do we need a uh, fifth ocean? Uh, you know, we I'm okay with it. Let's let's get some more. Let's it's more specific. You know, like if you just gotta be like, oh, you know, like really like far down south, like the very like if you're Pacific Ocean, they're like that's huge. What part of the Pacific Ocean? You're like, oh, like really, I'm talking about that little like very like down south part of the Pacific. Ocean. Yeah, let's give, give it a new one. Like obviously they needed to do a reason for this because I'm sure they were referencing it or something. It just became kind of cumbersome to give like longitude, latitude coordinates or some shit like that. Just be like, I'm talking about the Southern Ocean. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I see your point. I get you. I feel you now. I'm I'm with you. I guess I didn't realize there's so much like, you know, hot ocean talk where it's like, I don't know where this, like we're fucking the Atlantic ends and the Pacific begins. I'm not sure. So it's called all the Southern ocean then, but all right. It's a weak sauce name when you've got Atlantic uh, Pacific, Indian, Antarctic, or, uh, Arctic. What did I Arctic, say? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Arctic, Arctic ocean. Yeah. That's fine. though. Like, yeah, I'd rather I, I'm good with Southern, like in the direction instead of like churching it up or like naming it after like a grandfather, like the Cornelius Ocean or something like someone just kind of getting like calling first dibs and going to name it that it seems on it seems on brand for the name of our other oceans. Yeah, sure. I, well, I personally in 2021, I would have liked to have gotten a little bit more creative, maybe like, you know, South Ocean presented by Little Caesars yeah. or something like that. 100%. How long do you think you could be lost at sea? Me? Yeah. Ooh. Because what happens, like, you're not supposed to drink the ocean water, but you get thirsty. Definitely not. Cool. You can drink your pee. Are you going to go to drink your pee? Can you drink your pee? You can drink your pee. You can okay. drink your pee, like, up to three times over before your, your, is it kidneys? I think your kidneys, like, start to process. And then it's just too, it's too. Uh, pure pee. Too, yeah, it's pure pee. Pure pee. Uh, yeah, getting that really concentrated pee going on. By right, second. 100% concentrated pee. I don't, I don't feel like I drink that much water now. So I think I'll be all right. Like I get like my raft's not going to have like a fucking 12 pack of diet Coke and some IPAs on there. But uh, I think if you planned it right, if you planned it right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think a week tops and then I'm fucking, I'm cast away. I'm just (laughs) floating into the ocean and hopefully getting sucked up by an orca. 
Oh, fingers crossed. Um, all right. Hear about this? Hear about this? Guy proposes to his girlfriend in Los Angeles yesterday with skywriting. Wrote a different bunch of messages like, will you marry me? Um, love you. The last message that he kind of got in this collection of five sentences that could, she said yes and everything. The last one is Joe Rogan is literally five foot three. That's what he puts up there. So bizarre. Um, how did you propose and did you kick around different ideas? If you want to share that with us, I don't know. Yeah, if, of course. Of course. Absolutely. Like, propose, yes. like asking how someone proposes, like asking them, I don't know, like how much that no. costs or something. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So that's interesting. I don't know why that's a oddball thing. Yes. My Dr. Mrs. And I, the Dr. Mrs. The commission. I, uh, we did super straight up traditional. We got, uh, I proposed at Yamashiro's in LA, there is a, a table that they that they say it's like one of the most romantic viewpoints in, in Los Angeles. Uh, I forget what the table is, table number seven or something like that. But basically, like where Yamashiro sits, you get a beautiful skyline because it's like right on the corner and the way it kind of juts out. It's perfect. So um, we went out to dinner, you know, just kind of a random evening and uh, Dr. Misses the commission. And I had called ahead and planned it all with the restaurant and they had... Um, you know, Dr. Mrs. The commission said when she walked in, like all the wait staff was kind of like being like overly nice to, to her. She's like, it was weird. Yeah. I just thought it was like, you know, and um, sat down, you know, said my little spiel. I don't quite honestly remember what I even said and then pulled out the ring. Now, the whole time, I will tell you this, this is the most nerve wracking thing, because when you get like a diamond engagement ring, you get this big ass box. It's huge and it's cumbersome. And with my with my thick tank legs i can't put that in my pocket it's gonna stick out like you know if i'm wearing like nice you know slacks it's gonna stick out so yeah. i had to put it in my sock like i was like i was fucking like at a uh, like a gangster wad in my like sock That's just hilarious. cover it and just walking with it and then i was able and then i got so nervous that it was gonna like fall out or i almost aborted the whole thing and just like proposed in the driveway of our of our place but then yeah. i was like fucking no stick to the plan stick to the plan so I get in there, say my thing, pop the engagement ring. She says, I'll never forget this. She goes, holy shit. Yes. Do you, did you ask my dad? Like that, uh, that, very, telling me that. That's yeah, awesome. that was, that was a very specific order in which that happened, which uh, I did. Yes. Ask for her father's permission first. Um, but that's how that all went down. So, you know, I, there's way more elaborate things, but she's not the one that like wanted all the pomp and circumstance. And, and I knew that and nor, nor did I want to go through like this elaborate skywriting scheme. Like, uh, this guy did. Yeah. thousand percent. That's good. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember the boxes. I've been engaged a couple of times, not a figure of speech. Engaged twice. Oh, yeah. Married to your time. Just a little fun fact for our audience out there. There you go. That's uh, all right. You need an email about that. Um, <laughs> all right. Number three, uh, hear about this, hear about this. this? Le'Veon Bell says he'll never play for Andy Reid. Again, says he'll retire first. Really? Yeah. You ever had a boss that was so bad made you want to quit your job or slash retire? Oh, yes. Some days. Some days. But never, yeah. never my pod boss, Brandana. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, mainly, I was trying to think if I had an absolute, like, nightmare boss. Like, I had a bosses that didn't like me. Because usually, like, well, like, on a new job, I like to, like, get in with the boss, like, establish myself as, like, one of the best employees that I can start getting away with shit, you know? Right, right, right. exactly, yeah. Schedule. So that's usually my game plan. And this one guy was not having himself any Beatlaney at all. <laughs> it was, like, his mission to try to get me fired for, like, three weeks, but then he got, like, distracted and got a new mission. Actually, I think he got, uh, he got transferred to another store. So I think that's what... Perfect. Uh, yeah. Good for... So, good. Yeah. There's... Uh, yeah, good. it's it's one of those things where, especially when you, like, in college, when you work those jobs or, or just out of college or where it's like, oh, man, this guy fucking has an axe to grind with me. And it's like, oh, yeah, he definitely, like, does not like me or doesn't give me the shift that I want. But I remember working, like, tons of, like, manual labor jobs and, you know, and just grunt labor jobs and just be like, my God, if it fucking rained or if I got into a car accident and I didn't even have to go to work, like, that'd be fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I have a different stage in life. Yeah, when, when you're, like, fingers crossed, it's like, man, like, if I'm, like, on this crosswalk and, like, a car just fucking mows me over and just, like, both my legs don't work, that could be the best thing that would happen to me today. Like, f- <laughs> fingers crossed, like, fingers. this bus I'm on just fucking jackknifes and barrel rolls down this highway. Do you think Godzilla's real? And if he, if it is, do you think he'd come out right now? And just fucking and just nuclear. 
can't come in. It's, new, it's fucking Godzilla, oh, man. What do you want? Ears crossed for mudslides. I mean, just like barrel through this apartment of mine. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Um, yeah, that's always always tough. Like, um, all right, it may may parent tip. Bring us to the jam. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, this has been up on the T for a couple weeks. Uh, we had yeah. a guest last week. I haven't been able to get to it, but I've been super curious. I'm sure it's kind of still fresh. You want to talk about it? Um, something we're talking about this week: the F word. And you brought this oh, up. What's yes. going on, man? It's less of a less of a tip, more of a story. But we'll we'll still kind of find some something out there. So. Sure, sure, sure. Commission, the elder statesman of of the brood here. She's she's seven years old, and uh, we actually we were coming back from a doctor's appointment. I had to take her to I forget what doctor appointment, and we always like to do a little special thing and get uh, you know Dunkin' Donuts or something a little special treat. And we were in in line for Dunkin' Donuts, and we just were getting five Munchkins, which are just little like donut holes. Mm-hmm. Pretty oh, simple. Yeah. Sure. Not a big thing. It's the middle of the afternoon. It was like one thirty or, or or two o'clock, and uh, no, no, nobody in the fucking uh, drive-through. So it wasn't like it was crazy busy or anything like that. No, as we pull up, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, and I'm like, "What the fuck with these donuts?" Like, and I just said it under my breath like that, and all of a sudden, from the back of the car, I, I hear, "I heard that." And I go, "What'd you hear?" I heard what you said. I go, what I say? She goes, what's with these fucking donuts? And I was like, oh my God. Wow. I was like, yep. And I, and like, she was kind of like, you know, that kind of like, you know, canary, you know, cat ate the canary smile. Right. It's like, yeah, I know I shouldn't be saying this. And then she goes, I, I know what that word is. It's not, and I was like, okay, it's not a good word, buddy. And she's like, yeah, I know, but I've heard it like a million times. And I was like, oh man. And uh, so Dr. Miss the Commission, I had a big, long conversation about it because it's like, you know, obviously, if you listen to 172 episodes of this podcast, you know, I don't have, a, you know, a, a royal tone to my voice. I'll let one fly. Correct. You yes. know, and so and, you know, and in your adult life, you forget that there are kids around and you you let them slip or the worst thing is the Bluetooth pairing with your phones and you don't realize you're on speakerphone. I have either had to shut somebody down when kids are in the car and be like, oh, we're on speakerphone you know, oh, yeah, yeah. That, or yeah. vice versa where I'm just like talking. You don't realize that I'm on speakerphone and then, you know, they don't say the other thing. So kids pick up on the all the damnedest things that you may say. So how are we going to handle it? So this is good. So this is the parenting tip. So right now, obviously, if you're a parent that's worth your weight and fucking salt, uh, then you make it a goal to kind of not use bad language around them, right? I mean, that's yes. the, that's kind of the, that's you the should, mission. yeah, you should. That's the mission. So obviously, this is not going to be the last time you hear um, commission at use that word. What's the game plan moving forward when you know they get a little older and they're kind of testing their limits and letting some f bombs and s bombs fly? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the thing is, is not to like, it, it, it all depends on context, right? So it's like, if they're, you know, if they're just letting something like you said, testing the waters is a lot different than, you know, telling you to go, you know, F yourself or that fucking dog or something like that, you know? Sure. Yeah. So it's all about, it's yeah, all about like, You're right, because that's two levels of cursing, right? There's just like, there's testing the waters, which is just dropping it and seeing like what you can get away with. But then there's also like kind of phoning up because they want to like, I was like, they want to hurt you or they like attack you with it and like, yeah. like hurt your feelings. And then, which is something, you know, that's, that's a whole nother level, which, you know, we knock on wood all hope it doesn't happen, but you know, kids yeah. I mean, certain phases and stuff, obviously like, um, I think like washing the math out with soap, that's off the table. Right. I mean, I ate my fair share of palm olive, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I don't, I think that's frowned upon now for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no like corporal punishment to do that. <laughs> no, no Ralphie or anything like that. Uh, at this at this stage of the game we're just letting it go and at this point it's like it's one of those things where it's like truthfully you know it's one of those things where cursing is like once you do it it's harder it's like it's harder to get that horse back in the barn you know what i mean it's like harder to stop doing it 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 becomes easier and there's there's better better descriptors and better ways to communicate than dropping curse words now sometimes there's a a very well-placed fuck hits the fucking sweet spot perfectly but 
you know, you got to be cautious about it and you got to be wearful or mindful of it. So I think it like at first starts at home, right? Is it's like, let's, let's just try it for the betterment of me. So I can sound a little bit more edgy, edumacated. Let's cut out some of the cursing. But if they, if I do curse more and they pick it up, you know, it really becomes about tone. And then I, I would say if it starts to get out of hand, you have to start to look and find like, maybe is there like a common thread that's happening or what sort of things that we can take away? Maybe if they start to have a smartphone, right? My niece just got a cell phone. Well, the corollary is you talk on the phone and you say these words. Maybe I'll find a quid pro quo punishment of like, all right, you swear again, I'm going to take your cell phone away because you use that to talk. And clearly uh, if you can't talk properly uh, with me, then, you know, or around the house and you can't, I don't want that you broadcasting that out to whoever, whoever it may be is where we're going to use some sort of punishment because punishments always work the best when you can tether it to some sort of tangible thing or reason to why that, you know, not just not to do it, but the reason why behind to do it. I like that. And that kind of, yeah, I, I like that too. And so you're saying like the game plan is just kind of like appeal to their like self-respect side, right? Like it's just yeah. kind of like, Hey, like, you know, you want to sound, you know, elegant, like you want to beef up that vocabulary and find words that are important. And then when you get to college, you can cuss all fucking day. All right. Good one. Bro. Right. Um, yeah. Pots and showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. Bro, Neapolitan Showdown, we're talking worst bands. I wanted to get more specific with you, but so I came up with this one, but I didn't want to break with our tradition of sometimes when it's a little just kind of open-ended, like interesting things happen. So yes. my list is of actual people, specific fans. It's not like it's oh. not like Philadelphia Eagles fan base because they fucking like threw snowballs at Santa Claus or with batteries at yeah. What do you got? Well, let's just. Well, I, I, have, I have general. I have, I have, I have, I have broader ones and and more specific ones. Um, number three number was, three. you mentioned it, Philadelphia. Those yeah. fucking garbage people. <laughs> you knew this was coming, and I. This is why I put this on the three ball because what a shitty fan base this right. fucking place is. Fuck you, Philadelphia. I don't like the 76ers, even though I bet on you. Yeah. Did you bet on 76ers? Yeah, I bet on the 76ers before because I'm I'm smart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not because I'm a, I have any ties or allegiances that that make me want to. But yes, I've always detested the 76ers. I've always hated Philadelphia. I know everyone is a Detroit fan and thought it would be uh Chicago. No. I didn't right. I, I hated the 76ers. Yeah. That's a good one. Um my number I knew that's going to be on your list. So a little predictable, but we'll yes. still get some points. A little basic it. little basic bitch right there for you. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to give you, I'm going to say 6.99 points. That's 699. That's the cost of four AA batteries, which you need to <laughs> arm yourself up with if you go to Philadelphia. Right. Put them in a sock and a tube Let sock. Know how you feel. Um, all right. My number three, November 6, 1993, we're at Caesars Palace. Uh, James Miller and his motorized uh, paraglider lands in the <gasps> ring. Fan where- man. Yeah, there just happens to be a little event going on in the ring, and that would be a Vanda Holyfield and Riddick Bowes rematch. They're fighting. So, okay. I mean, this is kind of, you want to talk some about the punishment fits the car. I mean, I don't know what this guy was thinking. I don't, like, remember what happened if, like, ran out of gas. Um, but you want to talk about, like, punishment fitting the crime or, like, street justice? Like, he got yeah. the shit kicked out of him. He got the shit beat out of him, that dude. He got he got smacked around with the old like Zach Morris cell phone. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got the shit beat out of him. That was great. That fuck that guy. Yeah, I always think like that was uh, a little overkill. So yeah, uh, number three. So I'm gonna say that. Um, I'm gonna give myself twelve points. Um, because I'm gonna give that four ounces of blood. That this dude got knocked out of his nose. I'm immediately as you've if you've done this, I love this. I'm at, I'm now doing my console bracket as we're talking about this. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Because yeah. because I I didn't I didn't have anything. My number two, yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with soccer fans because there's such a gamut. First off, there's hipsters and there's hooligans. 
there's guys that fucking throw racial epithets on the field mm-hmm. and then guys yep. who have suspenders and mustaches who think they're too cool for american football right uh fuck all of soccer fans fuck you guys you guys yeah, soccer fans uh, so here's what it's kind of like with different sports and like you see a little bit with the wnba if you have to constantly keep telling me how much i enjoy watching it like you might just have to accept the fact one day that like some most of us just aren't into it like if you have to like explain it and say like oh you're missing out and it's like no no like let me explain the nuance like a popular product and i know it's the most popular game in the world so let me just be yeah, like but that's a, what every fucking hipster says yeah shut yeah. the fuck up i don't care if it was so cool yeah let me be uh, then it, then american self on this one and just be yeah. like yeah nobody cares nobody likes it you can't talk me into it i will watch a little bit of the world cup but that's just because gotta gamble on something yeah exactly i watch fucking the olympics too and get stoked about the olympics i don't give a fuck about uh yeah. the the decathlon no, yeah, exactly. I'm not watching four exercises competitions like yeah. Of, uh, much. Um, all right, my number two got to go. Bartman. This, I mean, this guy is kind of like I kind of want to leave him off the list of worst, but it's just uh, if you're a fan and you have that seat and you're sitting there, you have to at least know the general thing of when you are the fucking home team and everything's up to bat that you get back away from that baseball and give your guys a chance to go in the stands and get it. And to not know that as a fan and be sitting there in that front row with like your Cubs gear on, like, it's just, you know, it's that part of fandom that I hate where it's just like, Oh, like I'm a huge fan of the sport. Like, are you like, that's, that's a no brainer. There's two things. Like either you don't know the sport at all. Right. Or like, you so want a free baseball as a souvenir that like you'll fuck over your team, like trying to make their like postseason run. Like it's just, it's not a fit. I mean, I mean, I, I do like legit. And I think everyone by now legit feels sorry for this guy. Like there's rumors that he got like, like a different, like plastic surgery to look different that he moved like to another country. He's been offered, I know like money to do like a 30 for 30 style, like documentary. And he just like turned it down. He wants nothing to do with it. Like this guy's like the whole trajectory of his life forever changed because of like that one moment where we reached the baseball. Yeah. Uh, well, they did do a 30 for 30, but he did not participate. They try to track him down. I don't know if you saw the 30 or 30 or not. It's fantastic. Oh, maybe I did. Was, was it like, now what's it called? Is it searching for Bartman or something? Maybe that's where I got like a lot of the information. I'll look it up while you tell me. Your yeah, I th- it was. The only thing that I do remember that really out to me is, is that he was listening to the game on his headphones because everyone has the big doofy headphones that he had on and like they talked about the delay between the broadcast hitting his ears kind of creating this like weird vortex where he didn't realize you could be listening to the game seeing the ball coming towards you and not realizing that Moises Alou the outfielder of the Cubs was making a beat on it and making a play for it. Yeah. Like it was really this weird thing. And to Bartman's credit, he has never wanted to talk about it. They even wanted the Cubs when they won the world series. I think that's they right. wanted to bring them back. That's right. And he declined. Yeah. He declined. And I think that that's fucking a stand-up thing. Like he knows he made a fucking a goofball mistake and they were scared. They were legitimately scared. Like the Cubs security was fearful oh, that's right. about getting him out of there. Yeah, yeah and I was shooting my pants. Yeah, the, the name of the uh, 30 for 30 is Catching Hell. Catching I Hell, do, yes. I do remember like seeing that. It's like, uh, that's yeah. great. Um, that's fantastic. I got a quick console bracket now that I'm thinking of it. Do you remember, yeah. and hopefully I don't, it's not one of yours, Morgana the Kissing Bandit. Do you remember this chick? Oh, yeah, I do remember her. Yeah, she's huge boobs, came running out and smooched all the baseball players. Right, yep. Get it together, lady. What are you doing this for? Get out there. Yeah, I kind of thought about that. Like when I was going through this to try to put my list, I mean, there was, um, oh man, like who, who was the guy that like, um, was it Hank Aaron? Maybe like broke some record and the two like guys run on the field. Yeah, it was Hank Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, he they hit the he hit seven thirteen. He beat Babe Ruth's record, and those two get guys came sprinting out onto the field and it's a great actual moment because but you didn't quite know sure back then they yeah. didn't know what it was exactly. going to be you know uh 100%. but it is a little bit like hey two bros like this is not your moment like it wasn't the three of you guys that's all these like home runs like let let hank aaron like take the bases yeah 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 uh all right what's your number one buddy number one uh my number one uh number one worst fans parents hey parents mm. get, get your fucking shit together first off you can't cheerlead uh your fucking kids uh so much that they become entitled little assholes 
Um, they're not going to go fucking D one, just forget about it right now. And two, all the parents that fucking fight with the umps and the refs and scream and get into actual fisticuffs. Y'all the worst fans around knock it off. Yeah. Um, definitely. That's a good one. Are you, do you have to keep yourself in check on that? I mean, you're probably just getting into that phase. Are you going to be a good, you know, um, dad, coach, coach, dad, coach, fan, dad. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. If I coach, I'm I remember, not sure. Exactly. Cause I remember you coaching us grown men, peers, your same age. And you were pretty fired up about this little basketball rec league game that we, this <laughs> rec league we were in very fired up. It was very, we had practices. So I'm just, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yes. I just had to tell you if you held my feet to the fire and I had to make a call about the level of intensity that most awesome will bring to coaching his kids. I would have to say that's a well-done intensity for sure. Yes. Yes. It's, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, yes. Me being a coach, that's one of the things I, I definitely concern myself with uh, me being a spectator just because, you know, I, I, I would probably keep it, keep it tight on it. You know what I mean? But uh, I wouldn't talk a lot of shit. I don't usually yell a lot. I've, I'm trying to adapt the brain down and no yelling unless it's, you know, uh, 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 cheerleader led. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, as a spectator. So, uh, so as a spectator, I'm gonna be all right. But as a, as a, as a coach, <laughs> might be, might be bets off. That's fair. That's a fair enough compromise, bro. I'm my number one is 100. Um, with an exclamation point, no question, underline it. The guy that threw the beer at Ron Artest when he's laying on the scorer's table. Oh like, yes, absolutely. Like that's just treatment. And we're seeing a little bit of that. And also, guys, at if you want me to talk about it more, I'll let you guys send an email. Everyone knows how I feel about number one, like athletes throwing shit at athletes and treat people like that and how they should just have the green light to go right in the stands and show you how much of an athlete they are. <laughs> yeah. Right. There is all gathered here watching these people. The, the, yes, there's a couple of those guys in that the guy who threw the beer, um, Ben Wallace's brother has actually gotten the, the fisticuffs in there. Um, the, the guy who looked like turtle from entourage who ran on yep. it, who just got crushed by Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. Um, but the fucking, the, the one white kid in the stands, man, I felt so bad for that kid. Cause he wasn't doing anything right. who got smoked by Steven Jackson, who just kind of was in the general vicinity where yeah. they thought it was sure. That was a wild scene, man. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's tough. Uh, I thought. Maybe you were gonna put on there John three sixteen. Remember the John three sixteen guy? Oh was yeah, yell out. yeah, right. Yeah, so it's like we're here for a sporting event. We all know we're here. Like we'll use this for <laughs> right. ad time for sure. Um, yes. So that wraps up. I'm gonna give my me the victory, obviously, yes, because I won for sure. Um, for got sure. Fired up. Um, made you on the fly get a constellation bracket going. So just the fact that I had that kind of influence over this round, like W. Yeah, I liked your take on this take. I took a basic bitch approach to it, and I'll take my lumps. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, guys, this has been it may be Sports Podcast, episode 172. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for listening. Love having you. Uh, wrap it up. Hit our inbox if you want to. I know we've been kind of throwing around a lot of new segments, um, summertime's coming up, so we're going to get into those months where every segment helps, but let us know which ones you're enjoying. Um, what you thought, if there's a beef you want us to give you the temperature on, it may be fixes. Um, whatever you think of this up. Uh, MVP of the week's real fast. Going to give mine to Brandon Moreno. Uh, nicknamed the Assassin Baby. Watched a little UFC last night with T-Boss. Um, saw the Assassin guy. Baby or Baby Assassin? I don't know which one. I don't know either way it's right. But if I like it if he's, if he's an, he's, he's, assassin, he's an baby. Assassin, assassin Baby. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Baby um, <laughs> Assassin Baby does sound crazy. It says the Assassin Baby. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. I, yeah, it's crazy. It, it makes me think of someone who's going to kill babies. Sure. Yeah. Now that I said it out loud, you called it out. Like it did seem insane. It's just like, I specialize like I'm an assassin. Oh, really? Like what kind of like a baby assassin, assassin baby. It's just, he's like, a time cop. He's going oh, back yeah, to kill assassin, baby. Yeah. Assassin baby. It makes, no, that's the, it makes me feel like there's a toddler. That's an assassin. Yes. You're like right. Tiny assassin. Tiny assassin. <laughs> baby assassin would be someone who kills babies. Yes. Assassin yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> is, a, is a fucking kid in a diaper. Who's going to snuff you out. <laughs> yeah. You never suspect. That's why it says successful and never done time. Uh, anyway. So he did the, up, uh, he upset yesterday and got that, um, got the flyweight belt. So congrats to him. It was a good fight. Almost bet on it. Didn't get it in time. That dad. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Christian Erickson. 
this this could be also you hear about this uh the soccer player from denmark do you hear about this brandana i don't think i did he uh you will pretty soon he may he well obviously i'm gonna tell you now but he had cardiac arrest on a game against finland just slumped fell down uh also shout out to the mvps to the on-site medical staff they had to actually like do chest compressions and had him i guess the report came out with a defibrillator like on the field like he was apparently gone like heart stopped oh uh and they were able to resuscitate and bring him back so christian erickson from denmark uh your uh mvp of the week get better brother feel better all that other stuff definitely uh yeah tip of the map to like you said that medical staff too very cool um all right guys uh you know where to email us movie sports podcast at gmail.com it's that simple hit us up um i'm brandana once you sign yourself off most awesome folks check out this new fighter mabby pod sassin next week best fans we all know the number one spot the mad sports podcast audience oh nice uh, very nice twofer. that's a twofer i did a console bracket on that one too look at that